to part two of this very, very long episode. This is the body, the blood, the enchilada, a podcast. Now back to what these idiots were talking about. Um, so possessions. possessions. Who wants to go first? Ooh, I have a short-ish story. I could go first. Okay. Okay. Hit us up. Scare I'm going to scare the shit out of you right now. Ooh. My story takes place a long, long time ago <gasps> in the far off year of 2006. Um, my story took takes place in Searcy, Arkansas. I don't Ooh. even know if that's how you say it. Yeah, so we're getting some like hillbilly possessions here. Um, a girl named Amy Stamatis lived in Searcy. She was a seemingly normal person. She had no pre-existing medical conditions, no mental health problems. Uh, she was a nurse. She worked at one of the local hospitals uh, in the ICU. However, in November of 2006, she decided she wanted to jump from her second floor balcony. Mm-hmm. And she landed on the brick patio underneath. And she was paralyzed from the waist down. In the months leading up to this weird incident, uh, she had begun hearing voices. The voices were telling her she needed to kill herself and that she needed to harm people that were around her, her family. Um, you know, the normal thing early, voices tell you. The normal stuff voices tell you, yeah, you know. So early 2006, she's working as a nurse. One of her shifts, she's finishing up. She was uh, putting a patient in one of the rooms And after she had finished, she realized she was really confused. She didn't know where she was. She started, like, wandering the halls of the hospital aimlessly, and she realized, like, she had forgotten that she was a nurse. She no longer knew how to do her job. And that was the last time that she worked at the hospital. Before this, she had been a marathon runner, uh, but when she returned home, she started to feel really strange. She could no longer walk straight. And she couldn't do simple tasks like dressing herself. Her motor skills were like deteriorating fast. So she told her husband, she was like, hey, I think I'm having a mental breakdown right now. And her husband was like, okay, let's go to the doctor. So they started seeing a bunch of doctors and psychiatrists. They diagnosed her with a bunch of different mental disorders. And they gave her a bunch of medication and antidepressants. Mm -hmm. But the voices continued. Uh, She became... Super crazy. She would start yelling at her family. At one point, she was at like a family gathering and she just got naked and started running around. Like you do. And like she you didn't, do. Like, like you do. I mean, that's how mm. you spice up family reunions, you know? Right. She didn't recognize any of her old coworkers when she would be at the hospital getting treatment. Uh, one instance, I they went to. I would pretend not to know them either, so. That's true. Especially, well, and they probably pretended not to know her either. She's crazy, you know? She hears mm-hmm. voices. Mm-hmm. So during a visit to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, Amy ran away from the doctors at one point, and she climbed to the top of an eight-story parking garage and was saying that she was going to jump and kill herself. They're but like, her don't was, they're, <laughs> they're like, do it. The voices will stop. Yeah. But her husband was able to talk her down. (laughs) 
Just take more medication. <laughs> She's not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so her husband and the doctors were able to be like, hey, don't do that. She was like, okay. So she climbed down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love when you tell it, like you try to pretend to be the voice of reason for your, your, your stories. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. You're fine. We're good. Okay. I want to go home. They're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So jumping forward now, uh, this is right off the, so right off just the building, right off the building. <laughs> <laughs> so now she she went through months of this months of different treatments, seeing doctors, all this stuff. One day she was at home and she was upstairs. Mm-hmm. And according to her, she doesn't remember jumping from the window. She remembers leaning out the window and then suddenly she was on the ground below. Mm-hmm. She fractured her ribs. One of her lungs was pierced and her back was broken. And that's what led to her becoming paralyzed. That makes when, sense. When she was in the hospital, she was visited by a woman who claimed that she had healed the sick. Uh, she had raised the dead before. And she was a spiritual healer. And, and she said that she could... Yes. No, she said she could see demons inside of Amy. Oh, God. I mean, at this point, you're like, sure, whatever. We'll accept any treatment. <laughs> right, they're just letting you like, what do I, this hospital room. I, I can't move. What do I have to lose? Also, who let this lady in? <laughs> so the woman was named Cindy Lawson, and she had attended a prayer service for Amy uh, that a local church had held. And she claims that the Lord told her to go and visit Amy in the hospital and that she felt something super negative coming from her. And she just, she had to go visit her. She says that when she went and visited Amy, she walked into the room and Amy was staring at her wide eyes. What was that? Oh my God. Was that a ghost? I don't know what the fuck that was. Sophie, did you die? Sophie. I was tr- asking, does anybody else hear that scratching noise? Okay, oh I was God, hearing whenever was you were talking, it was like, <laughs> um, so this is the second time our recording has gone down and I've had to revive it. Uh, I think we just experienced something paranormal maybe we're talking about possession (laughs) paul was still telling his story and you'll hear it up until like i think i lost the sound yeah it just and then all i could hear was scratching noises yeah it even after you stopped recording it was like screeching horrible screeching noises and scratching and then like whenever you were trying to talk it was like Oh, fuck. Can you protect me? God damn it. That was like, that was actually really scary. <laughs> um, I don't, maybe you guys will hear it in the play, but I'm really you know not crazy if it's not there at other all. Other than like, um, it's putting just like, the, the. I wonder if it shows together. up like. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what if it's scared. not there and it's just us going, man, what's going on? <laughs> Or else it's just a clear voice. It's like, you will all die. <laughs> God, no. You have forsaken me. 
Chi-chi, how old? Oh, that was terrifying. That was super <laughs> weird. Oh, okay, um, Paul, you want to continue with your story? <laughs> sure, let's, let's keep talking about uh, demon possession. <laughs> yeah, so um, where did we leave off? Oh, that lady came from it church was, uh, or something. The yeah, Cindy Lawson came to visit Amy. So she walked in. Oh my God, I just realized when I said she walked in and saw that Amy was super wide. Yeah, that's when it started. That's when the screeching started. When you were like, there's darkness in you and then the screeching started. That is terrifying. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, she walks into the hospital room sees Amy and she's her eyes are super wide and she's just like staring at her and she's like oh shit (laughs) she's like I can definitely tell there's demons in you so Cindy began to pray over Amy and something inside Amy growled back at her she said it was like a low raspy voice telling her basically to fuck off (laughs) and so Cindy took anointing oil and wiped it across Amy's forehead while she said a prayer. And then suddenly, Amy's facial expression changed, and Cindy claims that the Lord fell into the room. And that's what she said. Uh, Amy claims that she Lord had no fall memory. Into our rooms, please. I'm, I'm scared <laughs> of being alone right now. It's COVID, okay. It's not like stop. we're going to talk about two more stories. Of yeah, it's not like this is the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> uh, we've, we've already been talking for we've only just Oh, I wonder if we can split this into two episodes. To live. We might be able to. We'll be like, find out next week. What <laughs> find out if they died. <laughs> uh, so Amy claims that she has no memory of the exorcism. She remembers going to the hospital, but that's pretty much it. Um, but everyone says her family is like, oh, her attitude has changed. Like, she's perfectly fine. She's still paralyzed? She's still paralyzed. Uh There was a recent interview with Amy. Um, There was a story in 2019, and she was like, everything's fine. She's like, I don't hear voices. Like, I feel really good. She said she's still paralyzed, and she said she believes that she could be healed through the power of God, but I don't know about that. She's paralyzed. Her back was broken. Yeah. But her spirits are good, you know? Aw. And that's the story of the possession in Arkansas. It's terrifying. It is. It could happen to anyone. Uh. <laughs> so I don't like it. The, the, the story and the articles I read, it doesn't say where she got the demon from. It wasn't like, oh, she was summoning the devil one afternoon or like <laughs> she was hanging out inside the desecrated church. Like nothing Maybe like someone that. from she the was hospital like, was like, was- this bitch killed my son or something, you know? Maybe. Oh, maybe. But yeah, it was just um, one day she was possessed. Wow. That's yeah. scary. Super scary. I don't scary. want to just suddenly become possessed. But you wouldn't know. Well, no, she was very aware. Never mind. She knew something was wrong. No, from like what I've been reading the last couple of days. They know. They yeah. usually know. Yeah, yeah they're very they're aware. aware. And that's, that's and they, the terrifying thing. And they just suffer. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have a story about possessions? I have a story. 
<gasps> what? I know. Isn't that crazy? I did. I didn't well, think you would. I, I was just asking to be polite. Like after after everything that's happened, I thought you would have been like, "Nah, I'm good." I'm like, good. This, is, this is where we end it. Actually, the end. Uh-huh. Um, my story is actually about Jacqueline Howard. She was an eight-year-old girl. Because a lot of possession stories are about children, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like easy to possess, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, well, from what I've heard, children are more open to things, maybe because they are more open to and they're more aware of things. They're open to possession in that sense. Or children are stupid. And if the shadow man in the corner offers them candy in return for their soul, they say yes. I mean, Perhaps. given how this year has gone, what kind of candy are we talking? That's true. Yeah. Maybe a payday? Would you do it for a pay? Would you become possessed for a payday? No. You know what? I would do Payday's it. Payday gets stuck like, in my teeth. Like oh. English chocolate, because like I don't. Their chocolate over there is just so much better. Mm. See, I'm not a chocolate you know person. I'm not I a chocolate person either, but their chocolate is so good. I would get possessed for chocolate covered uh, mango slices. Ooh. Costco had those for a long time, and they were so good. And now they don't have them? They don't have them anymore. Now you have to sell your soul. I'm so sad. Aww. Well, Jacqueline Howard was also sad. Because she was possessed by a demon. (gasps) Okay, what was that ominous noise in the Yeah, do you guys hear that? It's... Is someone maybe doing laundry? AC turning on. Turning on. Yeah, it's gonna. I think it was my AC turning on. Okay. It It was like the devil is here. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're you're gonna listen back. You're gonna get a lot of uh, disembodied voices. (laughs) That would be cool. You picked this topic, (laughs) Sophie. I said poltergeist, and you guys were like, what about possession? Next week, we could do poltergeist. We should do ghost stories every week until Halloween. Ooh, that would be fun. I think that would be fun. Oh, wait. Is it next week or the week after? One of them is our 50th episode. We need to do something for that. I don't know what yet. For the diamond celebration? The diamond celebration. The diamond jubilee. Ooh, maybe we can finally have Natalie Montefiore on. (laughs) <laughs> I have an extra mic. I could deliver it to her house. There you go. If she would let me. Actually, I want Sophie to tell us a story. <laughs> Just mindless Ooh. babble for like an hour. You know, Which is what we always she's do. Like gonna be six this year. It's not gonna be mindless babble. <laughs> she's freaking smart. That That's is my true. child you're talking about. Even smart kids go on and on. Yeah, they but end like up they have the best stories. <laughs> anyway, also, your story. Yes. Um. So Jacqueline Howard and her parents. Uh. So she had three siblings, her, and then her parents, and they all moved to Odell, New Hampshire. Also, the East Coast is hella haunted. Everyone, don't go there. It is. It's so haunted, I especially moved Pennsylvania. Away for a reason. Yeah. Yes. Pennsylvania. Like, you would think the Dutch had that place covered. No. They made it more haunted than it needed to be. No, all of the colonies, the original colonies, are all haunted and fucking trash. 
Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. evil. Don't go there. Don't go there. Also, just don't go to Pennsylvania. There's nothing there. Yeah. Battlefields. Empty fields. There are battlefields, but go Truck stops. There are Wee-wah, so many or truck Wally, stops. Or Wawa? I think they're Wawa. Uh, wa- well, Wawa. Well, they have Wawa, but also sheets. They have sheets. I love sheets. Like dryer sheets? Sheets is a gas station that but serves they make good coffee. food and coffee. Yes, they make good coffee and food. It's I remember crazy. hearing that. Yeah. They have turnpikes, hmm. too. I still don't understand the concept of a turnpike. I don't either. Isn't it just a freeway? It's a freeway, but you pay money to do it. So it's a toll freeway. Oh, it's a toll road. Uh, yeah, but call it the turnpike. Okay, I guess. Okay. Why we got anyway, to are they are they trolls? Yes. Okay. Um so Jacqueline Howard and her family moved to Odell, New Hampshire, and everything was okay for a while before all of this. She was a very oh. Uh she was, you know, a Livacious kid. She liked to talk to everyone, just like all other kids. She had stories that went on forever about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about Sophie now. Yes, is that pointed <laughs> towards her? <laughs> no, that's like all kids. Oh yeah, all kids are like that. They all have stories, and they want to keep your attention, so they just talk to you about nothing. Yeah. Um, but it seems like when they moved to Odell, she started to become more and more isolated but herself she would isolate herself she lost interest in hobbies she didn't want to play with her siblings anymore she was becoming violent um she had imaginary friends which is a big red flag and that's all she wanted to do was like talk to her imaginary friends and not spend any time with anyone else like she was just becoming more and more isolated that's creepy. My story also has an imaginary friend. No, that's how oh, th- no. when little kids get possessed, yeah. it starts with them having imaginary friends. It's like they talk to a ghost or they throw a ball in their house and then the ball like rolls back to them or something. Uh, oh, God. oh, God. They're always like that. I don't know if that happened to Jacqueline. That's just something they know. Yeah, that's like a thing. It's, it's a like, trope. It's a trope. So it ha- there has to be some truth to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... Her mom would, like, read them Bible stories, because, again, this is the 40s. And when Odell was younger, she loved Bible stories. But as the time went on in Odell, I'm sorry, her name is Jacqueline Odell, is the city. As time went on in the city, in this new house, she started to hate Bible stories. She would scream and, like, scratch at her mom when she would read them. Um... Eventually, she started getting, like, really ill, and she wasn't eating, mm-hmm. and her parents got really worried, because they, this was a healthy little girl just a couple months ago, and her health is just deteriorating, her mind is just deteriorating. She's apparently, like, hates the Bible, which is weird. So, they're like, we have to get a, we have to get a priest, like, something has to happen. They maybe should have seen a doctor, but, like, I don't know. This is the 40s. I'm not a parent. She probably should have seen a doctor, but they would have described her cocaine and then yeah. her on her way. Right. So they got the local priest, John Golding. I took notes. 
Yeah. Thank you. I know. I'm I'm doing better, guys. It only took me fifty episodes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so he came in and he observed Jacqueline and he was like, you know what's wrong with her? They're the demon in that baby. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Cause again, not a doctor, and you, you go by what you know, and priests know exorcisms. They do mm-hmm. indeed. Mm-hmm. So he comes in and they're doing an exorcism. You know, they tie her to the bed and they do the whatever they do. Throw, they throw water at you? I don't know. Yes. And pray, and then there's and they're smoking a ball. Yeah. Um, this went on for two days. They exercised her for two days? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. She was exhausted, but they were like, oh, things are ch- she's better. Probably because she's asleep. Because you've been yelling at her for two days straight. It happened. Yeah. So they do the exorcism. They think, okay, things are better. She's going to get through this. Let's let her rest. Great. Big mistake. Don't leave her alone. She runs away. Oh, God. Yeah. This little girl runs away. No one knows what happened to her. She just disappeared. They didn't even find a body. Oh, God. It's just like an evil child running around New Hampshire. Oh, no. Like in the woods or just like in a suburb? <laughs> no, it's, well, I guess it's like their little town is a little suburb, but they're just surrounded by woods because that's how New oh, England God. is. I mean, it's still scary either way, but oh, God. Yeah, but yeah, they never find her. She's just gone. This, um, She is now the Jersey Devil. <laughs> <laughs> Manly, stop saying things like that. We're going to be possessed. I'm sorry. I make jokes when I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> um, so, she yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, her family was never able to locate her. Um, they don't oh, really no. know how long she was gone because they left her alone for a couple hours because they thought she was just going to sleep it off, you know? So they don't really know how far she got before someone noticed that she was missing. Mm -hmm. And there isn't the internet. There isn't like social media. So when a kid goes missing in the forties, there's a very, there's a, there's a very small window of time where you can find them. Even now, I think there's a really small window of time for when children go missing to actually being able to find them. Well, it's after 24 hours that they just, they're dead, right? I think so. It's something really ridiculous like that. Yeah, so I can't imagine what it was in the 40s. They're like, your, your kid's been gone 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> they like, move on, have another kid. <laughs> Burn all their clothes. But yeah, that's the story of Jacqueline Howell and how she probably haunts the forests of New Hampshire. Oh my god. I mean, she's definitely still out there. Oh, yeah. Yes. She just, like, catches birds in mid-flight and eats them. Ooh, we should go out there and find <gasps> yeah. her. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. Get- <laughs> um, I'll stay at the bed and breakfast. You guys go. <laughs> we could bring a Ouija board into the middle of the forest. Ooh. Nothing Wait, bad could possibly um, happen. Lizzie Borden also from New Hampshire? Is she? She's, she's from that area somewhere <gasps> up there. Is Ooh. It I don't know. But also, Ooh. there is a Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast. Yeah, you can stay in the house. And I want to stay everyone. there. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you can there sleep was a girl where? who was making the, the rounds killer. on TikTok. Massachusetts. That uh, her furniture was once owned by the Borden family. And she, like, got all of her things through, like, a garage sale. And she was, like, taking oh. pictures of her stuff and comparing it to the crime scene photos. And I'm like, why would you put that okay. in your house? I don't understand people like that. Like, that one crazy TikToker who, like, owns Marilyn Monroe's house and just pretends to be her. There yeah, is someone like that? Yes. She oh. send you her. She like, but then she like, she's she, obsessed like, with her. Gets really like, she makes really sad videos about people who co- who bully her in the comments for being obsessed, and it's like, I don't know if they're bullying you more than they're being like, this is kind of weird. Like, why do yeah, you live? Yeah, because it is super house? weird. And you're you're. She tries to be the physical embodiment of her, which is insane. yeah. You have to see it. Well, she's an insane it, it, person. It, it's a little disturbing. I, I'm sure she's really sweet, but at the same time, it's like, it's kind of taking it far. Like, I would love to live in Marilyn Monroe's old home, but like... Yeah, but you're not going to pretend to be But her. yeah, it would just be like yeah. a funny anecdote. It wouldn't be like my whole personality. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Um, so I do have a story. Ooh. I did take notes as well. Um, hopefully I don't ramble on too long. I tend to do that. I'm sorry. That's so okay. I'm going to tell you the story of Thomas DeCarlo Calloway. Ooh, that's a good name. Ooh. Better known as singer-songwriter CeeLo Green of Gnarls Barkley. Oh, he's <gasps> crazy. He's and, uh, crazy. Uh, yeah. So he Man. was born May 30th, 1975 in Atlanta, Georgia, which would make him a Gemini. Ooh. That has nothing to do with anything. I just think it's fascinating that he's a Gemini and um, mm-hmm. also bipolar. Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was raised by two uh, ordained ministers. Uh, his dad died really early on. He died when he was like two years old. Oh, uh, in mysterious circumstances. As far as the family knew, he had no history of health problems. It was kind of just out of the blue. Like, he, uh, they found him dead in his sleep. But, I mean, there was no reason to do an autopsy other than, you know. I don't know. If my dad had, like, absolutely no health problems and I just found him dead in our house, I'd be like, oh, what happened? And it was like the yeah, 70s. you'd be like, oh, that's so weird. <laughs> um, his mother, Sheila... Uh, I mean, she was the breadwinner for the family because, you know, her husband died. Yep. She So on she the weekend, she was the minister. <laughs> yes, she low green. Um, she was also a firefighter. Oh, we so, love like, it. A hero. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, Wait, did um, you say a hero or did you say a shiro? Because I heard shiro. A shiro. Yeah. And um, so. Oh, I guess you because they were making a pun off her name Sheila because they said Sheila. It was both. It was a pun off of Hero and Sheila. Okay. Okay. You're not the only one with puns, Paul. No, that's why I wanted to know because it was hilarious. I just (laughs) need to make sure I heard right. (laughs) Sophie, Paul is gatekeeping my puns. Stop gatekeeping, (laughs) Paul. We went over this on the podcast that will air on Friday. Only I can make puns. 
I own the rights. Uh. <laughs> I will sue you. <laughs> you know what? And he'd get away with it. He is a white male. Yep. A that, wild cisgender male. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's fighting uh. words. They really are. Anyway, so his dad's death was just kind of the start to the beginning of a string of strange occurrences within the family. Like, they had a lot of near misses as far as, like, accidents go. Like, you would think they just have really bad luck. You know what they need, I think, Christopher? Yes. Oh, they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Around the age of five, CeeLo began to have fits... And at first it began with him staring off blankly and kind of going to a catatonic state. Oh. Type of deal. Like, oh. so you wouldn't notice unless you were, like, watching him. And then it progressed into more violent, like, convulsing seizures. And oh. he would go on to be diagnosed with childhood epilepsy, which apparently is the most common childhood brain disorder in the United States. I did not know that. Wow. I thought you were going to see the most common uh, form of possession. (laughs) Yes. Um, No, I guess um, having epilepsy is a lot more common in children than we realize. So Hmm. I just thought that was interesting. And uh, yes. And cats have a lot of seizures too, apparently. Yes. That's true. Just animals in general. Anyways, uh, the family was told that with treatment and medication, more than likely he would grow out of it. A lot of kids that have epilepsy while they're children, they kind of stop having it all of a sudden as soon as they become teenagers. So she was told basically, don't worry about it. He should be okay. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, keep him on a regimen and, you know, he should be fine. Keep him in a kennel Uh, and he'll be fine. Yes. Uh, because of his health issues, he became a bit more withdrawn from his peers and preferred to keep to himself. This is where the imaginary friend comes in. Oh. So he, uh, started to withdraw and his mother noticed, like, he would be, like, talking alone in the corner playing. And, you know, at first she was like, okay, it's cute. It makes sense. He's a little different. I mean, what's a lonely kid going to do? She thought it was normal behavior. Yeah, everyone's heard of imaginary friends. She would check on him in the middle of the night. You know, moms have a tendency of being anxious like that. and They check on their kids. And she would find him still awake, like, talking to this imaginary friend. And she was getting a little bit worried, but not to, like, the point where she's like, okay, um, maybe I should do something. Because at first it all seemed very normal. Yeah, innocent, mm-hmm, like kid mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And anyways, as a church-going family, they would attend mass and church events every weekend. His mom's a minister. Of course they would. Yes. That makes sense. That checks out. One, yes. One Sunday, as they were about to enter the church, CeeLo dropped to the floor and started convulsing. She assumed he was having another one of his fits because the convulsions were normal. But then her son began shouting in what she believed to be tongues because she said it sounded Latin-esque. And, you know, why would her, like, five-year-old kid know Latin? 
Maybe. It wasn't uh-huh. like Mexican churches where like you uh, had to praise in Latin up until a certain point. So like there is no way this kid would have known any of that. And when she attempted to help him, he started to spit on her, which wasn't normal for him while he was having seizures. Like, cause normally mm-hmm, he would just mm-hmm. like convulse. Yeah. You know, you don't aim spit. That's not normal. Yeah. Um, so of course she had him assess once again. She wanted to make sure his epilepsy wasn't getting worse. You know, I'm good for her. At least she wasn't automatically like, this is what's happening. I Yeah, at least she, she believes like, in doctors. Yeah, she took him to a doctor. Like she wasn't gonna let like her faith be like, Okay, this is, I need to do something immediately that has to do more with religion than, you know, medical things. That's not normal, I guess, but good for her. We like Sheila. Sheila's a, she's, she's a smart lady. Yeah, good for Sheila. Anyways, they performed a CAT scan to see if there had been other changes since his prior examination, and they found nothing had changed. Mm-hmm. So, like, they basically said that, you know, you need, you need to make sure you're sticking to a regimen. You can't miss giving him medication you need to be on top of it and she's like but i'm i'm not like i'm doing what you're telling me but like this is happening what do you mean so i mean first of all those doctors are assholes for accusing her Mm -hmm. because like of course she was taking care of her kid yeah the fact that they would suggest she wasn't that's fucked up and uh, yeah, they said he'd be he should be fine. Just stick to the regimen. He was not fine. His fits became violent, both physically and verbally. At times, okay. she said she where it was like a cloud of anger was hanging over their home. But each time she would take her son back for assessment, the doctors would say the same thing. There was no evidence that anything had changed with him, and then basically suggested it's a behavior issue more than anything and that that's not what they do and it's like well at least like offer the woman help you know yeah single mother at this point also i'm pretty sure silo has siblings but like in his biography it doesn't say but i'm pretty sure he has siblings Mm -hmm. maybe it was more dramatic if he doesn't have siblings maybe it is he has like a little like you know, he has an absolute vodka sponsored documentary on YouTube. What? I did not know that. It's like split into three parts. Okay, Basically, absolute vodka, like, sponsors everyone. Can we get absolute everything. vodka? Can I Probably. get a documentary about, made about me? Probably. And how I, I will use it in all of our cocktails. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink right. all of the vodka. Yes. Yeah. See? Sponsors. Paul will take one for the team, drink all the vodka. So, um, yeah, Sheila was kind of like, she was frustrated. She was out of her wits end. And, like, this went on for a few years. This wasn't like it just happened over a string of months. No, she was going back and forth with this shit. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that's fucking hard. That sucks. Like, that must have been so exhausting. Normal children are hard. This is harder. It, um... You know, what did what did this say? Oh, 
Even though she was a religious person, she was rational. Sure, the possibility of her son being possessed had crossed her mind, but surely that couldn't be it. There's no way. It wasn't until she started finding dead animals in her yard that she decided to consult an exorcist because oh my she God. was dealing with that. Oh. She was like, this is where I draw the line. I'm not done with yeah. She's like, okay, I've done everything medically that I can for my kid, but like... This is where I draw the line. They're, they're not doing anything for me. Like, here we go. Like, she's not even Catholic, and yet she reached out to the Atlanta Archdiocese. So, she contacted Father Ron Vale, and he was their head exorcist. Apparently, all archdioceses are assigned an exorcist. Oh! In fact. How interesting. I didn't so, know that. Like, I thought there was like one that just like went around everywhere or something. I know the priest who was like the head of our local church. Well, one of the last couple ones. He He's since passed away. He was the exorcist for our archdiocese. Mm-hmm. He was a nice guy. So I was like, why would he? It seemed kind of weird to me that he was the exorcist because he like. He was like the all-American Irish priest that like talked about football on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. like that was part of a sermon. Maybe so he I, like bored the ghosts was- out of you. Like the demons were just like, oh my god. Maybe. <laughs> also, I don't want to um, talk about the Packers anymore. And then they just left. <laughs> <laughs> they float away. He was he was the priest that apparently was good friends with Biff from Back to the Future. So when he first came to our church and we had like a welcome dinner. He was his special guest and did a comedy set. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to impress back. all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> Look how cool I am, I guys. With I got I will- Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah. Also, apparently a very nice guy. Aw. Not apparently. I know he's a nice guy. He said hi to me and agreed. <laughs> he took a picture with me, so 10 out of 10 yeah. would recommend Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't have to. He was just like, you know, at a church event. He wasn't paid for anything. Nope. And um, anyways, so she contacts Except Father Ron. Except for a Ron straight Hill. ticket to heaven. Yes. Yes. And when she met the Calloway family, he had already been working in exorcisms for 20 years. And all of his training had been done in Rome. Nice. Like do. And he was he was the assigned exorcist in the area. I already went over that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Over his career at this point, he had already performed seven hundred and twenty-one exorcisms. Wow. So like he was very experienced. Do you get like a medal? Um like you know like you know when you like donate medal? blood and then when you get to a gallon they give you like the gallon pin? Oh god! I mean, maybe you get a medal. That's like you've exercised I've, I've, six thousand like, demons. Years, you get like different gifts. He got a T-shirt the first time. <laughs> Over the course of five sessions, it was determined that the boy had been possessed by several demons. They had five fucking sessions. Oh my god! I don't know if they were back. Does to that back mean he had five demons? Natalie's story. I don't know. It, See his his. Possession went on a lot longer. I'm surprised he's not in the woods. He just makes mm. terrible jokes. Well, I mean, Sheila was on top of it. Yeah. And uh, Sheila said after each session, it seemed like she was slowly getting her boy back. 
which, I mean, good for Sheila. Poor Sheila. Yeah, poor Sheila. After the last session, the fits had become a normal, that had become a normal occurrence stopped. To her, it seemed like the clouds finally opened up and the sun started shining down on them once again. So, happy ending there. Well, not for um, Sheila Green. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's, that's up for debate. <laughs> After that, he had a pretty normal childhood and adolescence. The family once again became involved in the church because she had to take a step back because she, like, could not with this kid. And um, CeeLo started singing with the choir, and it's basically where he got his start. So that's that's how CeeLo Green became CeeLo Green. And everything was fine, seemingly. When CeeLo was 16, his mother, Sheila, who, remember I mentioned she was a firefighter, mm-hmm. became paralyzed after a bad accident. Oh, no, Sheila. Oh, runs. no. Uh, she ended up dying two years later from complications. Oh, Sheila. This was right around the time that CeeLo Green's career was starting to take off. Um, initially, before he's tried... Uh, he became like really popular with Gnarls Barkley. He was in a hip hop group called the Goody Mob, and that's when they started getting recognition. Mm-hmm. So this left him very depressed, and he started experimenting with drugs at this point. That'll, I mean, att- that'll attract the demons. He, to be fair, yeah, he was he was really fucked up to begin with, and so he would go on these benders because he started getting cash and everything. And on one of these benders, that's when he swears he heard what he would call the demon's voice once again. And it said, ha, 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 bless your soul. You really think you're in control. (laughs) And he said that was the inspiration. He was like, that's a motherfucking song. song. (laughs) And he included it in his lyrics. Yeah. Um, And after hearing demon. he stopped doing like really hard drugs like he didn't stop the drugs completely like we know he didn't stop the drugs completely but he didn't do anything like too crazy i'm not gonna do crack Mm. anymore because he was like i don't want to let the demons win not after everything he and his family had been through you know Mm -hmm. so that is the story of CeeLo green oh also in the comments of like these documentary videos people were like you know, there was like that viral video of CeeLo Green just in the studio and he checks his phone and all of a sudden it explodes in his pocket and like he knocks the fuck out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are saying like in one of the videos, you could see like a shadow go over the frame and that's when the phone explodes. Ooh. And so it's like they're, they're like still going for him. So, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> And yeah, so that is the story of CeeLo Green, and he he was a, a possessed kid at one point. Okay, and, crazy. Um, um, I don't know what happened to him recently, other than he is a womanizer. Well, and, he made those, all those jokes about like how rape is okay if the girl's asleep. Yes. Also, he supports Gary Glitter, who is like notorious for uh, being a pedophile. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense because Gary Glitter was so before his <laughs> time. He's just very into that scene. Wow. In like arena rock. 
but like glam i don't i don't i don't uh think that's a good idea anyways mm-hmm. uh, what did we talk about last week oh oh it's a uh, d- divine intervention divine intervention <sighs> divine intervention yes uh-huh uh, my story, true. The- oh. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, there are a ton of St. Christopher's just shoved <laughs> in my car now. Really, just take a picture of them and post okay. it. Ooh, you could post it. Yeah. Um, all three of my little, like, stories were true. I have a picture with the drummer of the bravery from that night where we just randomly got tickets. Oh, and Sophie and I have a picture with that horrible girl, Sandra. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we don't have. You should a, post that one too. A picture of the flat tire. I do. Okay. I actually do have a picture of it. Yeah. That that was a miracle. <laughs> a fucking miracle. Yeah. Thank uh, God. <laughs> I told the story oh. about the Mongol invasion of Japan and how a tsunami stopped it twice, and it's true. That wow. Happened. History awesome. has recorded that. Yeah. It's a thing. It it is it uh-huh. is a thing. It happened. That's crazy. It is crazy. Hmm. Anyways, um what's going on this week and next week? Okay. So this week, um this episode is going up tomorrow, which is Wednesday, so you're hearing this and it's Wednesday maybe. And so Friday uh, we're going to be posting our book podcast, and you could hear more about it on that podcast. Mm-hmm, but it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be on the same channel, Sorry. just because I don't want to. I don't want to pay to host another one. And yes. you're, you're going to hear what our next book project is. Exciting! Ooh. So exciting! Uh, Follow us what? on socials. Social yes. media. Where we're B mate BB. BB Michelada everywhere. Bye bye. Bye bye. My baby. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, BB Michelada everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Gmail. Um, on Facebook, we're the body, the blood, the Michelada. Uh, there's a Tumblr. We don't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, people on Tumblr are weird. That's true. Who's still on Tumblr? They don't, no- they don't deserve us. They don't. No. They don't. CeeLo Green does not deserve this. CeeLo Green does not deserve this. No, he does not. Well, no, maybe he does. Maybe maybe he does. One time I read a gossip <laughs> a column about him because he was a womanizer. And this, because uh, he was uh, like sued for like se- sexual assault. And uh, oh. the woman who was like accusing him said that he had little T Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't ever get it out of my head. He I love that that's part of like arm. legal, <laughs> like forever. Know, that's for like the legal part, or like it was just an interview. But like she was suing him for sexual assault. Yes. So like, ever since I every time I think about him, that's all I can think about. But also, possession is now tied to him. Yes. No wonder he's fucked up. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. (sighs) That is a really flat tire. Yeah. No, it was crazy. 
And that's oh, a castle. Is that the castle you broke yeah. down in front of? Yeah. I love how they just have castles. I can show. Okay, so I have a picture of it where our car is just parked in front of a castle for no reason. <laughs> you were just going to get brunch. Yeah. We were just going to go to a haunted house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that is really fun. I don't remember it being that No, flat. it like the tire like exploded. And I was trying to find a spare, but they don't have spare tires there for some reason. Because I would have just changed oh, it. We didn't... Station? Yeah, I would have just changed it at the gas station, but they wouldn't... They didn't we have that option. We like, go, like, 20 miles away. Oh, my God. It, yeah, I mean... Paul, we everything that could have gone wrong that day went wrong. Like, it was <laughs> insanity. But we made our last tour. I mean, that's good, at wow. least. Yeah. It's a silver lining. The one, like, we had planned to stop at multiple places, but, like, we only got to the last location. It's fine. It was an experience. What yeah. a pretty castle. Yeah, just next to, just literally across the street from a gas station. <laughs> They're like, it's not an important one, so. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that was today's episode. Um, hope you liked it. That hope, was it. Yeah. Um, it. Tell us what you heard in the background. Which disembodied <laughs> voices? What are they Ooh, saying? I'm excited think, to, yeah. to listen what to that hear? tomorrow. Because you're going to have to edit. This is like two hours. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, we split into two episodes. Yeah. Because we had a lot of good content in this one, I feel. Yeah. We do. We do it all for you. It's all for you, Damien. It's all for you, Damien. Speaking of possession. <laughs> Sophie's an right, Bye, everyone. <laughs> bye. bye.